Welcome back to Conspiracy What? Show where we go over random conspiracies from all over the world. I'm one of the hosts, Cameron, sitting across from me. Yeah, I'm Allie. Hi. This is Allie. Uh, <laughs> and today we are talking about plums. Talking about plums. We're talking about plum they're island. Sweet, but on the outside, they're sour. Yeah, last time we talked about an island that sank. Oh man, we're talking about islands twice. Yeah, I realize that now. That now we're going into Oops. islands. Welcome to Island Conspiracy Part 2. Everything's kind of an island if you really think about it. Some are bigger than others. They're really, though. Plum Island. So we're going to be talking <laughs> about Plum Island. Uh, for those who don't know, Plum Island is uh, located off of Long Island. Uh, which and it's I full of lies! It is full of lies. It is. It was an island that was used uh, in the Spanish-American War. Uh, for those of you that don't know when that was, I don't know either. It's not my outline. Um... <laughs> The Animal Disease Center, however, was eventually put onto the island in the 50s, roughly mid-50s, something like that, uh, to study severe cattle diseases, specifically one called foot and mouth disease. It's disgusting. It is And also extremely detrimental to cattle of all kinds. As we saw in, I think it was South Korea back in the early 2000s. It also sort of recently happened in the UK, question mark. If I remember that right, I could be wrong. And this is basically just a lab that studies uh, infectious diseases. In theory, there's nothing suspicious about it. They say they're very open, um, but they're not because they're liars. That's what we're going to talk about. Maybe. Maybe they're liars. I don't know. It's hard to say. (laughs) So who ran the place? The Nazis, just like everything else, and also apparently Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, so if you've listened to this before, you have heard of Operation Paperclip. You've probably heard of it anyway. It is just when our government brought over something like 1,600 scientists from the German army. Nazis! And their families, and they used them in various technological gains. And because of that, we have a lot of our technology. Uh, And this is thought to be not confirmed but it's thought to be born of one of the warfare scientists which was eric traub traub what was thought to be born plum island oh yeah so the island yes well the well so the research facility itself was thought to have been born uh based on eric traub's ideas um he was an experimental germ warfare scientist yeah he (laughs) one of my favorite ideas that he apparently had was dropping infected beetles from airplanes (laughs) because germ warfare the part of the reason why people believe trop had something to do with plum island is because he was part of the uh german american club that was just 30 miles west of it so he lived in the area it would have made sense for him to have worked there uh, so people assume that the island was actually created for him to continue his studies on germ warfare, which, again, the, the island does research, like, different infectious diseases. But it's so, mostly just specifically the cattle one. But it does hold live viruses. 
Yeah, like they they literally have a room full of like currently infected cattle that they test. Mm-hmm. And so if any of those ever happen to escape, detriment. But like that's why it's on an island. We'll talk about why that's important later um, because it should stay on an island. <laughs> so I guess to go along with that, they were supposedly doing Cold War like bioweapon testing. This probably had something to do with it, but it's kind of assumed that the foot and mouth disease was actually being studied to be weaponized to destroy other countries' livestock because it literally can kill all of it. So to go along with that, uh, one of the things that happens here is employees are extensively background checked um, just to make sure that this doesn't get weaponized in theory because they're saying that even though this was researched around that time where they were in, you know, like this, I mean, literal Cold War with Russia and they would have been looking for other types of warfare, they still say that that's not what the laboratory was doing and that that's why everybody has to have but a certain totally amount of clearance weren't. so that that doesn't get released. Though in reality, if you're going to have that kind of clearance, the reason why is so it doesn't get released in your country, not so it doesn't get released in other countries. So that still doesn't, for conspiracy theorists, it doesn't seem to take away from the fact that they were probably still researching it for warfare. Whether or not they ever used it for that, probably not. It doesn't sound like they ever did. There's no reports of them ever doing it. But regardless of that, there's a possibility that that's you know, what the intention of it was. And not to mention... Coming around in, what was it, the 70s, the 60s, something like that, uh, there was Lyme disease. Oh, yeah. Which is a huge part of this conspiracy. Yeah, that's probably one of the main ones with this, is the Lyme disease shit. Um, aside from bio-warfare, which is kind of just the background on it, is you kind of assume that they were using it for warfare since it was wartime, or whatever. And then, supposedly, there were experiments on ticks done... Which, as you may or may not know, ticks are what causes Lyme disease. And I guess everyone was like, holy shit, they invented a disease and did the raining beetles from the sky thing and dropped a bunch of ticks on Connecticut. Um, I guess the first outbreak of Lyme happened in Lyme, Connecticut <laughs> in 1975, which is actually only a few miles from the island, which I always forget because I always forget how New England is like teeny tiny mm-hmm. all yeah. of those states are uselessly small yeah it's just like right there whereas i'm from i think the second largest state anyway part of the conspiracy is that lyme disease is like really weirdly taboo like to have it or to treat it or like anything like that um insurance doesn't usually cover antibiotics for it doctors usually like don't diagnose it immediately they're like reluctant to say that's lyme disease even though if you don't diagnose it immediately it turns into lyme disease which is part of the conspiracy. (laughs) And there doesn't seem to be a lot of research on it, because, I mean, like, it's been a thing since, like, the 70s. Yeah, since the mid-70s. And yet, we can't figure out how to fix it. It's literally, like, once you get Lyme disease, you're fucked for life. Yeah, it's pretty debilitating. Um, There have been quite a few, like, famous people, too, that have had it, and it's, like, ruined careers, and it's, you know, put people on better rest. Does it kill people? I don't remember. No, I mean, it does not really. debilitate you. You just get like severe aches and pains always, yeah. and you're and it just can be lethargic. lifelong too. Yeah. Um. And it, but the funny, like, you're not funny, but like, <laughs> the thing with that is, if you catch it, like, you can tell when you get bitten by a diseased tick because it's a certain pattern on your skin, and if you take antibiotics when it shows up, you're fine. But then that like loops it into the whole thing, like because doctors are reluctant to 
like try for it and also insurance doesn't cover antibiotics it's like they want you to get it yeah you know that's where the whole thing is there that's where we talked about Lyme disease if you want to hear more about it as well or someone who had gotten it uh, the Avril Lavigne <laughs> one yeah she's supposedly I, one of her music videos is I remember that, that when you said famous people that's what we were talking about yeah yeah um so the center claims that Lyme disease didn't come from there. Uh, but they of course they didn't. They say that their animals are killed to prevent the diseases uh, and that they don't let any of them out of the high-end security but facility. But just their own animals. But other animals but fly wildlife. Off the island all the time. And not to mention, on one side of the island, you have the research center. Yeah. On the other side of the island, you have what has accidentally become a nature reservation. Because, because nothing else is there, and yeah. like the facility doesn't take up the whole island, actually. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's an okay-sized island. It's like a couple miles yeah. square footage. It's a decent-sized island, but it's a good reservation for animals, and a lot of animals that haven't lived in that area for like decades like now birds live there again. That fly off and on the island. Yeah. So but, if anything happened to escape, those birds could be contaminated... Yeah, and this is, you know, this is one of those things where, like, even if a slim part of the virus escaped and got on one animal, it could fly away, and then if the tick got that animal, it could then start spreading it. Yeah. And that's where it just takes one little thing for this to start. So even though the facility claims, I mean, they claimed uh, in one of the documentaries we watched that it was an 11 out of 10 for security, which that type of wording Suspicious. always, always bothers me just say it's a 10 out of 10 just say it's a just say it's perfect security yeah don't make jokes just be like hey it's safe being like it's an 11 out of 10 that makes me think like there's something that messed up once and you know that (laughs) and you're just trying to cover that up maybe not but what i will say is so talking about things that are going on and off the island one of the most famous cases seemingly connected to Plum Island. Thanks to Lauren Coleman. Is the Montauk monster. Although Lauren Coleman didn't actually really have anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't. He, he named it. His name is often talked about with it, but he did just kind of... The king of throw alliterations. Out a name. Yeah, the king of alliterations. Um, so and, this one is really weird. And man who retweeted our podcast. So He didn't retweet the podcast. Well, he retweeted a tweet from the podcast. Did he retweet? I thought he just liked something. Did he just like it? I don't know. I thought I he did. I don't remember. Ah, he was there. Uh, <laughs> he knows we exist. We talked about him on the Dover Demon. He did something with that. I think he retweeted that one. I, I tagged him in something and he like liked it. I don't remember, but he noticed it. Anyway. Montauk Monster. Hi, Lauren Coleman. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> uh, washed up on Montauk, on the Montauk Peninsula, which is at the end of Long Island. This was in 2008. Uh, and it was discovered by three women three douchebaggery women all right I 2008 is about that. 2008 is kind of the, the peak of shitty people like i feel like this area is like jersey shore-esque this whole story sounds like it was in jersey shore the more i dug into it with Whoa. the kind of people that were involved i saw nothing about the personalities really stray away from that one no i just saw that it was discovered by three women they took pictures of it they didn't take good pictures of it uh, here's a fun th- fact for anyone listening. If you ever find anything like a Montauk monster or a giant squid on the shore or a Bigfoot print or something that looks abnormal and just out of place, when you take a picture of it, take a picture with something that is recognizable as having a specific size. Even if it's just a few coins or if it's like your shoe, which is a specific size that you can tell people later. Oh, yeah. Because when you take a close-up picture or even a good distance 
with something that doesn't have any perspective on it, you just don't know what size it is. So we don't know what well, size the Monster is. Yeah, that's part is. of the problem with that one is if you look at it, you could probably see it as like, like a large pit bull, but like you could also kind of see it as like a small cat size. Like it, it's really hard to see how big it is because it's literally just the the body of the thing and then like sand. So yeah, a lot of people say it's a raccoon, but I don't think it looks anything like a raccoon. Um, I guess we should probably say why it's so weird. <laughs> so the Montauk monster is called that because it sort of looks like. It's got like a dog body and then it has like really creepy long like little finger things and then which is the only thing I could see being a raccoon honestly is the fingers and then it has like a beak yeah. which is creepy and then it has like little pig ears but that could also be like floppy dog ears I guess. Was there anything else weird about it? Well, I it mean, didn't have any fur. Yeah it's also stripped of all its fur except except the tail. Tail has a little bit of oh, fur. Oh yeah the tail's it. like really long too. It's a weird like oddly shaped tail um and a lot of people say that it's like a pit bull or whatever because they like they say that if you look at the skeleton it looks just like one i don't think it does i looked up no i looked up too many animal skeletons it doesn't look like anything it's the beak that like gets you i feel like yeah it's hard to tell whether or not it's a beak or if it's just like a malformed like bone like nose or what is going on still it is creepy looking but like like you said earlier it's really not a very good picture um the funny thing with this is the reason why Lauren Coleman was even brought into this, who does not live in New York anywhere. Um, somebody like called him and said, hey, there's a cryptid. And he's like, okay, cool, we'll hold it until I get there. So he literally goes down there and then like nobody says anything about it. The thing disappeared. Nobody knows where it went. There's like a bunch of rumors as to like where it went. Some people say it was some dude that was just there and it's in his backyard, but it like, that's why I say it's like Jersey Shore, because it's just a bunch of people that are like, I don't know, dude, whatever. Well, one guy claims that he, after people found it on the beach, he heard about it, so he went to go pick it up from the beach, he put it in his truck, he brought it to his house, and then he said that he had it in his backyard, he went inside, or something like that, something to that end, and he came back out and it was gone. So someone else took it from him, is what one of the documentaries we watched said. And it's just a weird thing. It's strange that this thing just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the conspiracy with that one is, you know, they accidentally let one of their animals off Plum Island that we're testing on and then washes up on shore and then disappears shortly after. Where'd it go? Yeah, and one of the theories, there, there is a theory that it was three men that lit a raccoon on fire and gave it a Viking funeral. <laughs> uh <laughs> Just the best story. I don't know if there's an easier way to say that. It doesn't sound like a Viking funeral raccoon. It really doesn't. It's not burned or anything like that. It's definitely not a Viking funeral. They use that as an excuse because it doesn't have any fur. Like, it has, like, a couple patches of fur. But, like, like not enough to matter. Yeah, these, like, three frat dudes claim that they did that right around that same time. I don't really think... Again, I actually don't think it's a raccoon. I don't think it looks like one. I looked extensively at skeletons, and I mean, I'm not, like, an expert at all, but... It doesn't look like... Like, side by side, they don't look the same. I think it was like a fucked up pit bull, but who knows. I don't think it looks like a pit bull. I think the tail's too long, too. You usually snip the tails. But if you don't? It's rare that you don't, though. It's rare that you don't in that time, to be fair. Yeah. And because only recently have pit bulls actually been accepted as dogs. Well, they also of. what they think is that it was a pit bull possibly from one of the dog fighting rings that's around that area. And obviously that's illegal, so no one's just going to be like, yeah... 
That's mine. Uh, but also that's why I think it's not a pit bull because I think the tail would be snipped. So along with, you know, trying to figure out what this thing is, um, on our Dover Demon episode, I agreed with Lauren Coleman, but I think in this case, I don't agree with him because he is pretty skeptical about this thing. He's like, it was just a raccoon and all the people are full of shit, basically, (laughs) because he showed up and then they had nothing for him. Except for some shitty pictures that he can't really tell what's going on in. But I don't think it was a raccoon. Well, and again, like, despite widespread interest, the thing just disappeared. I mean, most likely it's probably someone who either played a prank so they took it, or it was someone who was interested in having it for themselves so they took it. And we have no idea where it is or who has it. Or if anyone took it, or maybe just animals did. I mean, who knows? One guy claims he grabbed it, but I mean... It's hard to say. I just think it's weird because apparently the, the three girls that found it, or say they found it, just, like, won't talk about it. They're, like, super weird about it. Like, they just, I don't know. They won't answer questions. And they won't say anything about the size that it was. And all three of them keep saying different things. And they change their stories all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they placed it there. I think it was definitely there before them. I don't think they know what was going on. Yeah. But people think that they say that they found it just to, like, get fame. And then, like, it didn't really work out. So they were like, ah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you find things like this, you don't become famous for fun. You become famous for being loony. Which yeah. is, you know, that's what happens with this kind of stuff. Which we talked about on, like, the Dover Demon thing. It was a similar thing. You you don't become famous and become rich off of this kind of stuff. No, you just keep getting asked the same questions over and over and over and over and over again. And everyone thinks you're crazy. So Thanks to assholes like us that keep rehashing it. <laughs> also that. Uh, but going back into the lab, so that, I mean, that's just one of the examples of possibly an infected creature, which is what a lot of people think it is. People think it's something that washed out from the lab. And that's the main thing here is that it's so deformed and it's so, you know, I mean, like, it's furless. It's just this fleshy mess of a creature. The fingers and the beak. Yeah. It's creepy. It's a really weird thing. So, I mean, it looks like something that comes out of, like, a science fiction movie for a lab. Um, Apparently there were others, too, but I couldn't really find much. It was like they weren't as close, but there was, like, a lot of other deformed animals washing up on shore in, like, sort of the East Coast area. That That's one problem I was having, too, is I was having trouble finding... There, there are many stories of finding other creatures, but none of them are detailed, and none of them have photographic, video, any... Evidence, evidence, period. Not even, like, <laughs> witness drawings. They don't have anything. It's just, like, a short story, like, yeah, I saw that one time. And that's really all you get. And that's not enough to really... I mean, like, it's not really enough to even go into for us. So it's not really enough to really call evidence for the conspiracy. So, like, I mean, supposedly there's other examples of animals that were experimented on that left the island. But I feel like more than one is kind of a lot for something that's supposedly high security. Like, if you lose more than one, you're shitty yeah i mean I, th- I think there's a good <laughs> chance like they could definitely lose one i though if you're testing them deep within a facility that actually has no exits in that area that you're testing them then it would be really hard for one to get out someone would have to bring it but to bring this thing depending on what size it was because who knows i mean it could fit in a purse maybe or maybe it takes like a large luggage bag to carry it out so i don't know um, it's it's a weird Get case better there. evidence. But speaking of evidence, there's one guy who claims that he has 
all the evidence. Uh, I feel like it's mostly his opinion based on what I've looked up, but a man named Michael C. Carroll. Uh, not to be confused if you ever look it up with the UK lottery winner. That's what I found <laughs> when I looked up his name. Uh, but if you type in Michael Carroll Lab 257, you will find this book that apparently exposes all of the secrets and the inner workings of Plum Island's lab. Yeah, the library only had an audiobook, and I didn't feel like listening to the audiobook, so I didn't read it. But. I read about the book, and it really yeah. doesn't give a lot that I no. could see. I also read the intro of the book, which didn't give much at all. It, yeah. it, it sounds a lot like a subjective piece. So there's so the thing with Lab 257 is it's like, it was a bunker or a hangar? It was a military base in general. No, it was a, it was a separate piece of the base. It's like one of the only oh. buildings from the base that is still on the island. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I think it was just a bunker or like a where they kept all their guns or whatever. But um, so it's a separate building from what they built to be like the main facility. And he claims that's where all the bad shit happens. That's like where they keep the live viruses and like where they infect things for fun, I guess. And he claims that that building specifically is so dangerous that it can never be disinfected. Um, they will never be able to... So, like, part of his beef here, we haven't said yet, is the island is being sold. Right? Um, they are... <laughs> they're moving this facility to... Okay, they're moving it from an island where there's nothing around it, where it's nice and safe, to right smack in the middle of the goddamn country in Kansas. But anyway, um, he claims that they can never actually leave the island and it can never actually be turned into like a nature reserve or Trump's golf course apparently. Um, because there's all kinds of shit that's never gonna leave. Um, he claims that they used to like, they didn't get rid of their waste any way that's safe. They just buried it all over the island. So you just have like minefields of garbage and virus. Yeah, he claims that they should have incinerated it and they didn't. And what he says is that the facility is not locked down at all. And instead yeah. what it is is it's just openly got contaminants flowing from it. And that those are mostly on the island and then they're being spread to the animals that come there. And then they're leaving the island freely with those animals. Uh, and him claiming that they're burying the waste rather than incinerating it wouldn't surprise me uh i mean like maybe from like when this facility started the government has a history of poorly disposing of dangerous waste my favorite thing is when everybody was just dumping toxic like plutonium and shit into the ocean before we thought oh maybe we shouldn't dump radioactive waste into the ocean <laughs> yeah they were just I mean, like, to get rid of it, you dump it into the deepest thing you can find, apparently. But what you don't think about else. is that that just that spreads everywhere else. So, like, them burying it and being like, that's good. I could see it. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be out of the question. Also, if you go all the way back to a good old Mothman episode, there is a facility in the Mothman area that is still hazardous. It still has toxic waste. Because yeah, so they like never properly disposed of it. 
So it's not like there aren't facilities from around the same time that have the same exact problem. It's hard to say with Plum Island. They say that it's not a secret facility. They say there's nothing secret about it. But yet, at the same time, they don't give you everything. They do give tours of it. I mean, they do to news crews. But, you know. like I think they've only done it to, like, two. Yeah. I mean, it just, I don't know. Like, it makes me think, like, Cabin in the Woods. Like, you could take a, like a tour of their main facility and not know that they're putting teenagers in a cabin and then killing them in horrendous ways. So maybe Plum Island's got that. Maybe it's just got this underground warehouse that holds a bunch of creatures and yeah. one of them escaped one time. I don't know, but this, this book is like one of those, like exactly what you would expect out of a conspiracy book. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of all the things about like uh, Area 51 or S4 or whatever, there's always some guy that was on the inside and he knows all the secrets and he's here to tell the world like the government wouldn't be murdering him first. This next part is Cam's research of weird deaths. A general... Generalization. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of weird deaths on the island or surrounding it. So one thing, like we said, we couldn't find more information about animals that look weird or mutated or whatever however what i did find a lot of is death 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 a lot of people dying around the island i mean people die in new york all the time well i mean it's new york and new jersey i don't i mean like cape cod is not far and it's just like that's also a place where people murder espionage but i mean so i mean let's let's go into the reason why i called it a generalization is because it's just a lot of random ones. Uh, some of my, some of the more interesting ones that I found though were like old man dies in 2017. Uh, he was diving from his boat and he got caught in a current, supposedly. Current air quotes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know, maybe, as he said, a current of lies. Yeah, I, in our notes, <laughs> a current of lies. Uh, maybe I know he was just off the coast of it with his boat because you're not allowed to actually go within a certain, like within the certain vicinity surrounding the island. Uh, it's not open to the public in that way. Um, and then another man crashed his paraglider right by Plum Island. And he also died. Uh, that one, I think, is very odd. Cause Why? I just don't know. Are there a lot of... Pl- I've never been to the area. Are there a lot of places you can like paraglide from? I don't know. Like, do you have to jump from like a helicopter or plane or... I don't, know. I don't know how it works. I mean, people do shit like that in California. I, I know Michael Carroll claims that there's cliffs on Plum Island, but like, are they paragliding cliffs? Did a man swim onto Plum Island just to paraglide from the cliffs and then crash on an island and die? Don't know. Uh, there's not a lot of information on that one because, again, secretive island right there. So the mm-hmm. mil- so like the police report kind of just stops. Which is it was what happens with a lot of these disappearances and a lot of these deaths around this area is they just kind of stop. Also, though, New York cops, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's one of those things where, like, maybe there just wasn't that much information. Maybe it was kind of cut and dry. Like, we found this dead guy and we think it's because of the paraglider, or we, you know, this guy died after diving by himself, which you shouldn't do. You're not supposed to do that. Everybody knows. Bring a friend. Um, just a well known fact. Uh, but then there was another man, and this is the, the kicker man. here. The guy who washes up dead on the shores of Plum Island. And what some claim had deformities, like mutations that were beyond. Yes. So 
people claim that he has mutations on his face and then if you look in some of the footage which is very slim you do not see a lot of footage of him they cover him very quickly they put him in a vehicle and he's gone there's not a lot of footage of what he looks like pictures of what he looked like before he's just a dead man random washed up on the shore and no one really knows how or why he got there there's no boat there's no way he swam there wait so he washed up on plum island he washed up on plum island on the shores of Plum Island right outside. That's no bueno. Of the lab. So that's why this is, this one is specifically the most important conspiracy death out of everything. It's even more important than the Montauk monster because you have a man who died right there. So in your notes, you say something about God body collection. Yeah. So he was wearing a, a light green three-button shirt uh, with dark green horizontal stripes and green cargo pants, so a lot of green, uh, which is why I put that in our notes. Uh, it's just weird. He's wearing so much green. And his cargo pants had a button that was inscribed God Body Collection, which is a really odd thing to have. I tried to look up like a clothing company, but I didn't see anything. Maybe I just missed it, but I didn't notice anything that was like... N- some clothing companies god body collection outlet mall i don't know like it okay it's weird to have a dead man who is part of labeled now yeah labeled as god's body collection like it almost sounds like a serial killer that just never went any further but well like you said he was deformed like how is how was he deformed? we don't know that's the thing is people well, who said he was deformed people that saw the videos by people that saw the videos, this is like all conspiracies where it's not like I can be like that guy. No people <laughs> like in the comment sections on Reddit, on Reddit. Uh, one of just it's one of the facts I came across a lot is a lot of people reported that when they first saw the news, uh, the live news report of the guy, that people were when they got to see his face, there were definitely mutations on his face. I couldn't find a clear enough video to see that, but I know that other people claim that they did in fact see it. So it's hard to say. I didn't see anything that actually showed his face. I saw his body, but not his face. And his body didn't look abnormal. It just looked like a dude. Um, But who knows what that could be from. I mean, we don't even know how long he was in the water. We don't know where he died. We don't know why he died. We don't know if he was dumped off of a boat. We don't know if he tried to swim to the island and then died on his way there. I mean, literally have no clue what happened to this person and the last i could find about this person we still don't know who he is so there's no like report like a finishing report like oh this guy it was him it the last thing i saw was from like 2018 i think when i looked and that was just uh them saying that they're still looking for any information about who the man is if you can find it sounds like a government cover-up and also there's no pictures of him so good luck finding that out so if you find anything let us know yeah let me give you just so just in case you guys know a middle-aged white man with i think brown black hair something like that who was wearing a button on his clothes that said god's body collection no it said god body god body collection it's different he was found on the shore of plum island if you know him tell the new york police or new jersey police or tell us on twitter yeah or tell us on twitter uh (laughs) Uh, also, though, people reported that he had very long fingers. 
which was another thing. I didn't he see that either. He had a weird either. face and he had creepy fingers. Yeah, I also didn't see the weird fingers. Uh, I don't know where people saw this. I tried to look up videos for it. If you find a video of his creepy fingers, then send, send it. Uh, yeah, but so the like a big thing with Plum Island though is the fact that the government has said you're all wrong because it's secure because it's on an island for that reason. Yeah, it's they on the island. For that. They literally use that as like, oh, this is why it's not a conspiracy. This is why all of the shit you're saying is is false. Because we put it on an island to be safe. Right. So now what are they doing, Cameron? But with them saying this, and them saying that's the importance of it being on an island, that it shouldn't be anywhere else, it is moving... To obviously a better island, right? To obviously the better island of the center of America, the heartland, Kansas. 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 Literally, okay, first of all, the heart of our livestock population. Yes. Literally the center of the country. Right, where they Um, said it shouldn't be. Tornado land. Tornado alley. And also, it's going to go from being run by Homeland Security. Which it's been run by for the last, I think, 20-something years. Yeah, to the USDA. Which originally ran it, and then for some reason, they were no longer running it. They're also terrible at everything they do. Yeah, the USDA does not have high marks with people. They're the reason why, like, we're allowed to have, like, certain percentages of, like, rat shit in our food. Yeah. And, like, certain percentages of plastic in our food. They also don't test. Rather than, I don't know, zero. A low percentage of everything that comes out of the factories. They don't even test everything. Which is why our lettuce and our flour and half of our other foods get recalled all the time. Right. Because they don't test enough. Because the USDA is like, nah, their factory's fine. And then, like, they find out after a few weeks of the stuff being out to the public. They're like, don't. Do that. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Throw it away. Get a refund. Ha, no one's going to give it to you. Get a refund. Run from Romaine. And then they were like, you know what? What if we let them be in charge of bio-warfare? It's not bio-warfare. But still, a germ facility. Yeah, this should kind of be a CDC or a Homeland Security thing because... I think they did right by putting it on an island and putting Homeland Security in charge of it. Yeah, even though Homeland Security doesn't have high marks for people either. But it's no, better but than the USDA. <laughs> I just, I don't think they're the best people. I mean, I get it. I get it, y'all. They they look at beef. I get it. I understand it. But, That's like, not Homeland okay, Security's we, job. We didn't mention but, also that what they're changing this to is not just something that studies livestock. They're studying all infectious diseases. Right. That's what they're going to move this to. Is it was originally like a level three something. Like, it was a I level three facility, <laughs> but which, which means, means they only did like animals and right. stuff, and it wasn't really that dangerous. They only cer- they only studied certain diseases, and then now they're going to be like a level four clearance kind of thing, which is like severely infectious diseases, like the kind of shit that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, they're, they're going to be studying things that are that's dangerous to the human population, whereas foot and mouth disease specifically was not actually dangerous to the human population. It's only dangerous to the livestock, which is a danger to humans, but not in the same way. Yeah, we can't get foot and mouth disease. Right. Not so, really. it, yeah, it doesn't... It affects our ability to, you know, like, eat, and it affects the economy, but it doesn't hurt humans directly, whereas now they're going to be studying things that do in Tornado Alley in Kansas, exactly where they said they shouldn't put it, which is on the mainland, which is what they said they don't want to do, but for some reason that changed Around a couple of years ago. Around all the livestock. Ago. 
And this has been a huge problem for all of the Plum Island conspiracy theorists because now they're just... It's just there. And not to mention, so, like, this this is a relatively safe facility. It is a very secure building. <laughs> uh, but this doesn't mean it's not also open for, you know, like, different types of terrorist attacks or whatever it may be. And the reason why conspiracy theorists bring this up is because it was on a list of Al-Qaeda targets back yeah. in the day. When an American, was he a soldier or is he something else? I can't remember. I don't remember. When an American of some sort. <laughs> he was kidnapped by Al-Qaeda. And he apparently saw a list of their targets and Plum Island was on it. Yeah. Um, which means they know that by taking that out, they could severely damage America. Now all we're doing is sticking it in the middle of the country where if you did anything to it, you'd be fucked. Yeah, this is like one of those things where like if you target a facility that's got infectious diseases in it and you therefore break the security of said facility, opening it up to all the animals that are around it, you then get all of those infectious diseases being spread rapidly across the country, yeah. which is why it's on an island. And then it's on top of that, reason. it's going to be like human and livestock infectious diseases. Yeah. Yeah, the Kansas thing. The Kansas thing me. is one that just... I, I get it. You know, I mean, like, one thing that they're saying is, like, we do these kind of things all the time in America. Like, they do. They have facilities all over the country. It's, I think the biggest problem here for conspiracy theorists is that Plum Island has been said multiple times by the U.S. government to be a necessity in terms of being on an island. Yeah, they say that all the time. Like, oh, it's going to be perfectly safe. Like, all your claims are stupid because it's on an island anyway. Right, which is always their retort. Now that retort goes away because yeah. they're going to put it... The, the only reason why it hasn't moved is because the facility hasn't been able to be built... They haven't been able to build it yet. And also they haven't been able to sell uh, Plum Island. They don't have to do with it because yeah, they, they were to. going to sell it. Someone had paid for it and then that was taken away because people are... Like, uh, there's... there's uh, what are they called? Environmental, Environmental activists. Environmental activists, yeah. They want to turn it into a nature preserve and just let nobody on it, which it already partially is, so like, I get that point. It's like 80% a nature reserve, yeah. honestly. But the problem yeah. with moving it, too, is that they would have to first spend the money to build the new facility, move everything over there securely, and then spend time disinfecting and taking down the old facility on Plum Island. Which is where the money bullshit goes in. <laughs> so even if anyone's allowed to build on the island, it won't be for years. It'll yeah. be a long time before you're ever allowed to live there. So they're still in the process right now of, just, of apparently putting up the Kansas one. And so who knows when it's going to move. Let's but hopefully all hope never. that Michael Carroll is not correct. Right, yeah. And that <laughs> they're not burying toxic waste. Because I can't imagine finding that when you're trying to make apartments. Or when you're living in one. Or when you're living in a nice, expensive home. And you go and your basement walls are leaking radioactive fluid. I don't know how that works. I don't think they have that there. But, you know, that kind of stuff. Trump wanted to make it a golf course. And now that he's president, who knows if he'll win or not. Uh, well, I don't think they're going to let anyone build on it. I think at the end of the day. No, it sounds like the environmental activist people are, are winning. Which is good argument. because Yay. if you take it away, uh, a lot of the animals that are there right now kind of don't have a place to live again. Also, there are some species on the island now that were on the verge of being extinct, and because we gave them back their island and didn't use it as a military base anymore, uh, they're back. And, Save the environment, kids. You know, 
it's one of those things. Helps save the environment. Helps save it from golf courses. And disease. Can build a golf course somewhere else. They should build a golf course right by the new facility. <laughs> and put all of the rich 1% on it all the time. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's all of what, or most of what, the Plum Island conspirators it's have like to a, say about it. A little sampler plate, sampler plate of Plum Island conspiracy theories. Yeah, I don't, there's not a lot more that goes into it right now, just because there's not a lot more that people know. And I'm sure in the future, people will find out more information about Plum Island. I'm sure at some point or another, they tested infectious diseases that they haven't talked about because they can't talk about it because it's classified or whatever. I'm sure they have helped with multiple things. Uh, that's that's not rare. That's also not really a conspiracy. That's just kind of what those government buildings are for. But one thing that we can do is we can talk about kind of some of the stuff that doesn't work. Um, there are some things with the Plum Island conspiracy that, while they sound like fun, you know, in the terms in fun. the sense of a conspiracy, uh, <laughs> fun for us, fun for the conspiracy people that like to read about this kind of stuff, like the interesting parts of it um there are there are things that just are kind of objective facts i think the biggest one is lyme disease lyme disease is the one that kind of hits pretty hard that one's kind of stupid they it was like a stretch really because someone found out somehow that they tested ticks probably because they're testing livestock and what spreads most disease for animals probably ticks but then they connected this to an outbreak of lyme disease when it kind of first started being a thing in humans. But the problem is Lyme bacteria, the bacteria that causes Lyme, can be traced all the way back to the 1800s. Yeah, that's, like the late 1800s. that's just the loose tracing. Uh, or, that's, or I guess that's the most recent firm tracing, I guess, is actually what it is. They, uh, they tested um, like animals, like animal bodies. They used mice and uh, something else, but mostly mice. And they were able to find the bacteria that causes Lyme in mice. Well, so they, from were, so they were able to trace it back to the 1800s for sure, beyond just testing bacteria. The reason why they were able to go back is because there are records showing the same exact symptoms of Lyme disease called something different. Yeah. So in other words, true. Lyme disease was a medical term that was eventually upgraded based on more modern evidence of what the disease itself is. Again, it's still not... It, it's one of those things where it's like doctors seem to just be like, no, that's not a real thing. I know, it's but super weird. That I don't is, know why that really that's weird. a thing. I don't know why that's a thing. Uh, but a lot of people do suffer from it again. Avril Lavigne made a music video about it, or she made it about her double, who knows. But I mean, It's like so bad that like people have support groups because it's just like it's a debilitating thing. Right. And no one fixes it. But the real family tree for Lyme disease was actually found by the Yale School of Medicines uh, in a joint venture with John Hopkins. Uh, and they found out, based on their research, that Lyme disease most likely has been around for at least 60,000 years. <laughs> uh, so a long time. A lot longer than Plum Island is like the facility yeah, has so been they, there. They certainly didn't invent Lyme disease. Yeah, just for the scientific part of it, the bacterium B. burgdorferi, burgdorferi, something like that, uh, is thought to have mutated after uh, the populations of deer and humans increased in that area. It was a disease that had already been present, but it mutated once there were more creatures for it to kind of 
infect. Yeah. It's because the bacterium itself needs something to live on. And if it didn't have enough, then it would have, you know, it wouldn't have been able to spread or mutate as strong as it did. How does it spread, Cameron? What are you talking about? Cameron has typed here, (laughs) spreadable lime jam over the toast that is America. Piece of shit. I said infectious <laughs> and spreadable lime jam. Uh, not the type of lime jam you're gonna want to eat, though. Not your, you know, not your grandma's key lime pie here. A little bit different. But disgusting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it, you know, I mean, that's not something we have full record of past 1894, but it's definitely been around at least since then. So Lyme disease is not new. So that is one of those objective things that just kills that theory altogether. Well, the only thing I could really see is I did see a couple people that were like, well, I definitely didn't invent Lyme disease. But some people think that maybe they engineered Lyme disease to be more infectious. Or like they engineered it to be worse for humans than it actually is. Which is why it would suddenly become an outbreak in the 70s. I've seen that argument too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen that too. I'm still more along the lines of it. it's a virus that would have grown stronger after it has specimens to infect. Yeah, I mean, that's just how... There weren't as many humans works. in the area. Yeah. Right, and then humans move in, deer populations go up. I mean, cattle populations go up, everything starts to go up, and then you just, you have things there to infect. So the bacteria becomes more effective, is basically how it works. Um, But that's the only thing that even sort of, I guess, works? That is, in this case, that's the only thing that you can just outright knock down. A lot of times we have things that are very, like we have, you know whatever it is that we're doing that's very easy there's just like this doesn't make sense and this doesn't make sense this doesn't work this doesn't work someone else said this someone else took a photo from a different angle and it's not that you know there's all of those different things with conspiracies but in this case because it's a secret facility still and because there's no documentation released to the public officially about what they're doing though they claim i will say this they do claim that they release all of their documents to the public However, they still don't let the public go anywhere near the island, which I still think is interesting. Um, yeah. They claim that it is a public facility. And it they, is very much not a public facility. No, and they have like really high security clearance for people, any, everybody that goes in the building. Right. You, They're really reluctant to have anybody come in, which leads people to think, you know, why does everybody have to be so background checked like literally every day? Because what it's so easy to to like bioweaponize what's in there. Well, in for me, it's like like you may be wondering, like, who are we saying they? I will say that cause sometimes I listen to things like this, or are we things like this? Them. I'm like, who's them? Who's the they? Them. Who's the days? Uh, we're talking about the spokespeople and the scientists that were actively speaking in documentaries about Plum Island, and were yeah, being actively interviewed by uh, news outlets like Vice. Um, mm-hmm. so those are, they, that's directly from them. It's not, I read an article that claims that they said this. I, I watched and listened to them say it. So they do promote it as this public facility. We all know it's not. We all know that it's an infectious research facility as well, regardless if it's got more to do with bioweaponry or not. It is that indefinitely. So 
them saying that it's also a public place and like they release all of their documentation i don't necessarily believe that again it's what a government facility does they don't release all of their documents because why would they that's why that's why this conspiracy is so easy to latch onto, though because it's one of those secret government facility ones so you can't prove your theories wrong because you can't prove what they're saying right yeah supposedly yeah, so I mean, what you have left is you do have a dead guy on shore. Uh, you do have supposedly a lot of creepy creatures supposedly. washing up around the area. You do at least have the Montauk monster. Uh, you The Lyme disease thing is easily knocked out. And you have Nazis. the idea that it was started with the same mindset that the Nazis had with biowarfare. And again, biowarfare is not something that's not happening. It's not something that the U.S. government has not done. Either. No, I mean, it's not secret. I always go back to, I think it was called Sea Spray in San Francisco. Uh, that was one where they just released a biological weapon into the waves of the ocean to see how it would affect San Francisco. This was released with the MK documents. People so that was dumb. something that happened. I didn't say that earlier. That's an unfortunate thing that you can read about that the government actually <laughs> experimented with. Uh, so it's not like they don't do this. We know that they do this. They also put people right in front of nuclear bombs so that they could watch them, not realizing that the radioactive output of a nuclear bomb was also affecting those people. If you've ever seen documentaries or any videos about that, you should see what those war veterans had to go through just on their own turf. So, like, the government does experimentations on people. Yeah, in this case... They do experimentations around people. In this case, you really are the sheeple. so So it's one of those things where there this kind of stuff does happen. Whether or not Plum Island is one of those things that's happening on, I don't know. Um, I mean, the government does say that it's not true. What do you believe then? I believe that they research infectious diseases, and I believe that they're making a mistake taking it off the island because those are the, their own words. Those are their own reports that say we have it on an island to be safe. So yeah, they should keep it on an island. Doesn't mean they have to keep it on Plum Island. I don't know why they would take it off the island in the first place. Hey, what difference does it make? It does, like just expand the facility a little bit. Like there's space. They go, go down. There's also space down. So if you need to build up, you can build up. If you need to build down, build down. Build out a little bit. There's a million things you can do. So it makes sense for me to keep it on an island, but that's Not really the Kansas. only thing for me. Or and at least like on the coast, right? So you only have one side of actual continental America to endanger. Yeah, and for the Montauk monster, I looked up a lot of animals a lot a lot of skeletons and even various decaying animals because i wanted to see what the various decay looks like i don't think it's a raccoon i just there's too many things that don't look like a raccoon to me i couldn't come on anything that i was like that's concrete this but no one can that's the whole point i mean like if you can look it up and do you know internet sleuthing for 10 minutes and figure out what it is then it wouldn't be a conspiracy exactly and i did it for like an hour that's not necessarily i literally stared at like decaying animals and (laughs) skeletons of creatures of varying degrees for hours trying to figure out what this thing was um but who knows what it was at the end of the day no one does so but what do you believe i mean like you said they're studying infectious diseases and now they're going to start studying more infectious diseases, ones that affect humans. And Kansas, why? I mean, I think it really is just realistically stupid. 
We've yeah. seen how realistically stupid it is. And there are non-conspiracy theorists as well that are, or, you know, people that don't run a podcast about conspiracies, that are also saying it's a bad idea to put it in the middle of it Kansas. It is just a bad idea because, of, like we said, tornadoes, all of our cattle is in Kansas. It's more warfare. easy to spread if you take out a facility if it lands on another Al-Qaeda list. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, it's like a scary facility to have in the middle of your country. Literally the middle, too. It's not like... Why can't you just put in Texas or something? We don't need Texas anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Texas. They don't. <laughs> they don't want to be here anymore. They. They always try to secede. Uh, but like, I think, I think it is realistically, you know, dangerous. But it's just another government facility. Should probably be run by like, the CDC or something that actually deals with diseases, rather than our food. But, um, I think. As far as the Montauk monster thing, when you were looking up all of your dead animals, I think the most realistic one was a possum, right? Oh, that's right. It was a possum. Yeah. Yeah, because... That was the closest I came to a conclusion on what it is. Because the tail matched, and then, like, possums also have the creepy fingers, and they have, like, the really long snout, which would, I guess, sort of account for, like, the beak-like structure on the face. And, and the you, ears, I guess, if they, like, you know, got waterlogged or whatever, it might look like that. Yeah. And also, it was in the water, so it bloated a lot, obviously. Well, and, like, if the ears on a, a possum were to lose their rigidity a little bit, it they, would, would, flop they would flop over, and it would look very similar. And because we don't have a size reference, I think there's a very easy possibility that it's a deformed... So possums could be fucking huge. And it could be a very deformed, after sitting in the ocean, who knows what washed away on it. It could be just a deformed possum for that reason. Um, and it could have had mange or something like that. Like, if you look... I mean, I just looked up a possum again. Like, you, if you look at a possum with mange, you can see that it kind of has that weird look to it. And yeah. they have the weird tails that mm-hmm. look like they don't belong on that animal. They have, like, those mouse rat-like tails. And... Well, they're rodents. It looks, <laughs> it looks like it doesn't belong. That's part of the problem with the Montauk monster is its tail doesn't look like it belongs on the creature. So, yeah. So like, if the nose decayed off of it, and like, I don't know. Yeah. So if sun and God knows what else. If anyone decides that it's a possum, you heard it here first. <laughs> so conspiracy. say what? what? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, let us know what you think it is. Look at the pictures. Uh, I wouldn't recommend looking at a bunch of decaying possums and their skeletons. Yeah, don't do that. Time. It's morbid and weird. I'm, I'm sorry. You had to hear about that. <laughs> uh, that's. Let's end the podcast, though. Let us know what you think about Plum Island. Let us know. Also, stop saying... Stop putting Nazis in your conspiracy theories. Also, stop putting Nazis Fuck in the your Nazis. conspiracy theories. Fuck Nazis. This was a little more fair, though. And I still I love guess. that Hitler was dumb enough to shoot a laser into the sky to think that he was going to be able to hit his enemies. Or to be able to view his yes. enemies. Who does that? Nazis are stupid. Nazis are dumb. Uh, yeah, but again, let us know what you think about Plum Island. Let us know if you've been to Plum Island. Let us know if you flew your were fancy ass drone over the top of it and you saw a herd of Montauk monsters in the back. Let us know if you look at pictures of the Montauk monster and you think it's something else, or if you agree and you think it's a possum, like you heard it first on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but let us know all the things. Or if you've got a weird conspiracy story that you just want to let us know about that doesn't have anything to do with any episodes we've done, I also want to hear that. Also, you should go on Google right now, Google Plum Island, and look at the reviews. You should <laughs> do that. And add some. Oh, the reviews. And our names. 
Um, yeah, that's all we've got for you though. Follow us on social medias. You know where we're at. We're Email on us we're your, on your things. Yeah, and thank you for listening. And yeah. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm Cameron. Remember to stay stitious. And that's all, folks. Conspiracy. Goodbye. Conspiracy. Goodbye.